Everything's falling into place I'm right where I should be The tides of life are led me here And that's why I'm not scared I know the answer will appear Please Hey everybody, it's Floopin' the Pig Part 2 Floopin' the Finale Floopin' the Finale um, you're, you're probably listening to this right after you listen to Part 1 where we talked about the first four episodes of the Finale for Season 6 and now we're going to talk about the Comet and uh, Hot Diggity Doom First Hot Diggity Doom and then the Comet Um so in the in Hot Diggity Doom, we, we started with Bubblegum uh, not campaigning uh, for princess elections, which are barely legal but totally legal elections, that um, the King of Wu uh, demanded that uh, be held in the Candy Kingdom at, at the, at the, requ- at the um, insistence of a, a mysterious Mr. X, um, a mustachioed, bespectacled person. Uh, Peppermint Butler is is campaigning on Bubblegum's behalf, but she's busy uh, investigating a comet in the sky, a purple comet that she thinks could be important. Um, but because the Candy Kingdom people are stupid and the King of Wu is charismatic, he convinces them not to elect Bubblegum and to elect him uh, because he is certainly not a teenage gum golem or a baby masquerading as a grown woman. Uh, so Bubblegum loses the election and uh, is furious but she leaves the Candy Kingdom um, and goes to her Uncle Gumball's abandoned shack to further investigate, well, to redecorate, um, and then maybe later further investigate the comet. Uh, Finn and Jake, at her request, stay in the Candy Kingdom because the Candy people need a hero or a set of heroes um, because they're really dumb and the King of Wu's bad news. So they go looking for the King of Wu, but they find Mr. X um, tinkering with... Uh, one of Bubblegum's spaceships, and it turns out Mr. X is Orglorg slash Gunter. It's Gunter and his giant um, engorged brain, and they're going to launch into space to, to intercept the comet. But Finn and Jake hold on to the rocket with the help of Finn's thorn hand, and they go inside the rocket where they find spacesuits so they can survive in space. Um, and then all, all hell breaks out in the Candy Kingdom four hours after King of Wu is elected because the sky turns purple and Starchy starts a riot. And uh, that's the end of the comet. It was a total, or Hot Diggity Doom, total setup episode for the comet, in which uh, Finn and Jake are in space, and they confront Orgalorg, who transforms into a giant umbrella butthole, pretty much, um, and explodes the ship, so Finn and Jake are just drifting through space. Uh, and it seems like Jake might realize his croak dream, because he's choking on his own farts, in his spacesuit, um, and Finn makes an appeal to the universe while Orgalorg makes his way towards the comet, um, and in doing so, he comes uh, face-to-face with his dad, Martin, in the giant moth, um, and his dad very passively saves him by using his own jockstrap to reel Finn in, and then they um, make their way towards Orgalorg, who has intercepted the comet and is about to start absorbing all of the comet's essence and knowledge and power, but Finn goes inside of it uh, his hand, the thorn in his hand, transforms into the blade of grass arm, 
Um, so he has a full blade of grass arm, and he uses it to cut up the back of Orgalorg's body, freeing the comet. Um, and then Finn and his dad talk to the comet, who is voiced by Tignataro. Very soothing. And she, we'll talk about this later because it's, it's a little bit out there, but she, it seems, tells Finn that he, or reminds Finn that he was once one of these Catalyst Comets, and that the Catalyst Comets are all separate but the same, and she can take him back to his Comet form so he can go back to being Celestial, but he decides that his um, meat life that he's created for himself on Ooh has been pretty good, and he wants to see it through. Uh, but then Martin, uh, typical Martin, decides he wants to be a Celestial being, so he takes Finn's place, and Finn sort of seems to come to terms with the fact that Martin is just going to run away again. Um, and the comet and, and Martin disappear. And then Finn finds that uh, he bumps into Jake's bodysuit, and Jake's not in it, so Finn freaks out and thinks that Jake is dead. But then Jake and Banana Man show up in a rocket. Uh, Banana Man saved Jake. Finn thinks that his com commune with the universe is what saved Jake. And they all go back to, uh, they'll crash land in a lake outside of Bubblegum's new shack um, where they say everything's okay. And that's the end of the episode. Um, it was pretty weird. Not, I think, what anyone was really expecting. Justin, what did you think of it? I was uh, disappointed. Uh, I like the setup. I like all the, the stuff from in Hot Diggity Doom uh, where that was going. Um, I enjoyed that thoroughly, but uh, this is just, I mean, it's not even like it's another episode. It's not even like, this is this is a season finale, a, a long season, uh, season finale. It's uh, a storyline that you've been building up for your season that you're, uh, you know, that you're supposed to be sort of culminating in a fashion that's... Um, you know, impactful, and I don't think like. <laughs> Can you hear the train in the background? Uh, every every time, every time every the train goes by, we hear it. Second time, oh god. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just I don't know. I, it didn't feel very impactful to me. Again, there are these there are these elements that I really liked. All the comedic stuff worked. Uh, another wonderfully timed fart joke, which uh, again I'm not for fart jokes in like kids shows necessary, but they're always good in Adventure Time. They're always well done. Um, but uh, in the end, I, I just, I you know, what was this? What did I watch? Why did I watch it? And I can feel, after that episode, I could, it was already, she was kind of on the fence. I can feel my kid not really liking the show anymore. Uh, okay, so I felt different. I felt the same way about the episode the first time, differently after that. But your point about your daughter is 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 well taken because I was talking to my girlfriend about it tonight, um, and I was like, "Yeah, the Adventure Time finale. I've watched it a bunch now, and it was pretty weird. I don't know how kids would even take it." Um, but we can well, let's talk more about that in a minute. Kevin, what do you think of the finale? <clears throat> Bizarre, I guess, is the word. And we expect it to be, but bizarre and sort of like a you watch and just go, huh, all right, as opposed to like, wow, that was crazy, and yeah, a, a little bit disappointing. And and the way things turned out, we still have 
a lot of questions. Not that they promised to answer so many of them in this finale or anything, but like, you know, Gunter falls back to Earth and reforms the form of Gunter. So, is the Orgolorg dead and Gunter's just now Gunter again? What's uh, what's up with that? What do you think? Well, I think I think he'll always be Orgolorg. And just that when you're on Earth, it's gravity, and he's Gunter. He's in that form on Earth, but I think he's still because part of me feel felt like they dealt with Orgolorg, and now Gunter can just go back to being a penguin. Now they can choose to change that any time, but that's that's the interpretation I had. Well, as long as Gunter is on Earth, he has to be a penguin because Earth's gravity makes him a penguin. So if he gets right. back into space, he can be Orgolorg. I mean, they can go back to that. But, but is he? But is he just a penguin, or is he a? Or is he a penguin with Orgolorg inside of him? He he's a penguin with Orgolorg inside of him. They didn't kill Orgolorg. Mm, okay. Um, well, we're talking. I think you're referring more to his demeanor. Are we going to see Gunther going back to just being the lovable little kind of occasionally evil scamp, or are we going to see a full-blown half Gunther, half Orgolorg kind of? Like, are they going to focus on it? My answer to that, very simply, is, uh, man, I hope not. I don't care at all. Uh, this yeah, my, my point is more, are we ever going to see the Orgolorg again? Right. I'm sure I at some point we'll see Orgolorg again, but I think that he will just be, like, a playful penguin for the time being. Yeah, that's, let's do that. On a freaking kids show, let's have a playful penguin. Yeah, I don't like the idea of getting caught up on the fact that it's a kids show. I mean, I think, I mean, ostensibly, yes, it is a kids show. It's on Cartoon Network, and kids, it is marketed towards children, but it's just, it's a show. It can be whatever they want it to be. I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, it's, you know, their demographic, they are, they succeed and fail with kid viewership. That mm-hmm. is what they're, that, that is what is supposed to be important to them. So and I'm not saying dumb it down. I'm saying that you have to... You're giving yourself an out to give direct answers. There are a lot of shows that give sort of... Uh, that they, they never gave answers to questions, and they just sort of kept it uh, aloof, um, and they could sort of cite artistic reasons for doing that. But when you're also targeting it as a kid, you just seem like... There, there's really only one way I can describe that the second half of this episode. It was up its own ass. Like, it really it is the textbook definition of a creative work being up its own ass. Because it was Jesse a audience. Do you think Jesse Moynihan's episodes in general are too heady for what the rest of the show is doing? It just does, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care whether you enjoy them. They don't care whether uh, you're... They do you get them? Questions that you have. They don't start from, what is our audience want? It starts from... Ooh, I have this weird concept that I just learned on Thursday, and now I can draw it on Friday. Like that's what it feels like. It feels up its own ass. Uh, I didn't. I didn't feel nearly that like viscerally upset about it. Uh, I was just like the first time I watched it. I was just confused. I agree that it's not fan service. I don't think it's necessarily what just what the audience wants. What's that clicking? Um, I don't think it's just like what necessarily just what the audience wants. I think it's a lot about what the characters want. And the only problem I have with this episode is that Finn... It was a problem that I had with Hot Diggity Doom and the comet, that Finn was just really chill about everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, like, granted, he had his astral projection, so he knows that 
what a catalyst comet is. Um, but until, like, let's just talk about it from an, in the storyline perspective. Until the comet spoke to him in space, he didn't, like, fully know that he was this kind of comet and that he had been coming around and around. And then I, and then I wonder, it sounds like you guys are just, like, not on board. So to have the conversation about, like, are all these comets one being, like, is, are Finn and the Lich the same thing? And do they, and all, because what I took from it is the comets are all, like, sort of one entity, and they come to Earth, and they crash, and they leave behind something, but that doesn't stop the entity from continuing on. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I, I truly, it's like you said, I, I don't care. I, I don't care. Oh, so you're just really not on board. So what do you want to see? Okay, so let's change, let's change the conversation a bit. Um, what do you want to see happen in Season 7? Ground it. I want the show grounded again. I want... Uh, you know, I want enemies that are things with legs and arms and swords and intentions versus intentions. I want things to make sense. I want by design, uh, not not by happenstance, not because a couple of chuckleheads get on a podcast and make it make sense. I want them to actually have a clear plan uh, and sit down and then go, yes, this is why this thing occurred. Um, I, I just, I it's it's getting to that point where. I didn't, the funny thing is, I didn't dislike the episode so much as I just, it was its placement. It's like, how do you not know that this sh- is not the episode you should give your audience? Like, how do you not know that, that in a week-long build-up, in a, an episode where you've talked about this comic coming, this comic coming, that the answer is something so far above 80% of your audience to the point of disillusioning children, how, how do you miss the mark that badly? It, well, what was her reaction specifically? That she didn't understand it and that she had no interest in it. It was just her going, that was just weird. And the, in, this, in this voice of like, again, like, oh, this again. Like, this, there's this weirdness that doesn't make sense that you can't articulate to me in a concise way um, it's that I, I can't even give her building blocks with which to go off of. They don't give you enough. It's what about sort of... what about uh, uh, the episode earlier in the week? Um, you forgot your floaties. Did she have that reaction to that? Well, there was uh, no payoff to that either in the end. Well, but why? I I don't think that ever. This was all one episode. I don't think like what happened. This wasn't the series finale. Like the stuff that happened with Magic Man and Betty will come back. Oh, the like what about well, what about Finn and Jake being turned into the bread? That how many episodes of a lot of episodes have ended? They're they're just they got fixed. They went to Wizard City and they got fixed. Yeah, she said exactly this. Like in during the episode. During the, the Magic, Magic Man episode. Was going on and on. Yeah, during uh, you forgot your floaties. Okay. She literally said out loud, "What is he even saying?" Mm-hmm. I couldn't turn to her and say, "Well, because again, it's all sort of abstract. It's not nonsense." but you have to infer it. And I think that's such a dumb choice. That's such an up-your-own-ass choice to make for this show um, that is, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say like losing its way, but, you know, stop doing these. Stop doing this, you know. Um, I, and I don't think they know how. I think they, I think this is, it's one of those things where, you keep wishing a show is something else, it is a show that, that gives definition and gives this and gives that, but 
uh, and we've seen them do it. You know, we've seen them make it make sense with Finn losing his arm. That was a big culminating moment, and it was a big, impactful thing, and it mattered. And that was all that stuff was awesome. So they're capable of it, obviously. But I, I don't, I don't know how to. You know, it's easy in wrestling nowadays. If you complain about something loud enough and you disrupt the product, they'll just change stuff. It's been great. Uh, but with when a, sh- when a TV show or a movie or whatever acknowledges that it's not even willing to pay attention to its audience or even cater to it at all in the slightest, um, how do you openly, you know, what's the point of expressing frustration? I don't, first off, I, I, I don't think that watching television is a is a thing where you're supposed to be rewarded for watching by having your opinion be heard. I think that's very much like an entitled social media era uh, kind of like bu- bullshit, to be honest with you. But but what I do think is that, yes, these guys have their own vision. I think specifically it's Mo- Moynihan's episodes are a lot more hard to wrap your head around than any of the other storyboard artists. But that said, I, I'm not I'm not disliking it the way you are. I don't have, I actually have no problem with it. My and also I my initial displeasure with the finale was that I didn't feel the kind of closure that I wanted. But then I got to thinking, we've never had a finale that gave us any closure. Finales are usually cliffhangers. Now this this one wasn't necessarily, and I don't think that everything that happened in the week leading up to this like I don't think that you forgot your floaties needed to pay off in the family. It would have been impossible because that no, seems like a separate storyline. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing is that this is a version of. I mean, this finished. Whatever is whatever is with the comet is done. Yeah. It's now done with, and it was just really to me it was just unsatisfying. This was their version of an actual payoff. And to me, it was lousy, and it goes back to... Let me, let me stress again. I, I don't think I, I would expect to be heard. I'm saying that why would I bother, you know, why bother complaining about it when, like you said, they don't, they don't have to make any changes uh, based on what we say or what we do. But a lot of shows do that now. A lot of shows recognize they can t- communicate directly with an audience, so why wouldn't you find out what they wanted to do? I think that's where you get a lot of mediocrity in television. But I, 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 feel, that... I feel the same way. You get you get a lot of like uh, a lot of hand wringing, a lot of going. Well, the people really wanted us to do this, so we kept this character alive for X amount of episodes more, and it really we sacrificed our storytelling. And that's a bummer. It really is. And it's obvious that they want to tell the story uh, a certain way. I guess I'm just saying you didn't like I hate it. Their story. Yeah, and that's fine. And I think that, and I don't think there's no point in complaining if you hate something, because if nothing else, like granted, not a lot of people listen to our podcast, but you are the voice of of a segment of the audience that did not like this, and sure. that and that's important to be heard. And I think that like I'm going to express a voice of a segment of the audience that is, I was I didn't go gaga for it, but I'm but I accept what it was, and I and I enjoyed it for what it was. After repeated viewings, I will say I absolutely felt um, unsatisfied after watching it the first time. Uh, and I don't think that everybody who watches it a second time is going to feel satisfied. But I've also like read a lot of pieces about it, and and I and I and I like that the show took a risk. It did something that they had to know that a lot of people wouldn't like, and it caused a lot of uh, it caused a lot of conversation. Um, 
which I which I dig about it too. And I think also that we get at least one more season, which has Marceline stuff. Very there's like the Marceline miniseries, which is gonna I, I would imagine it's very heavily grounded because when has Marceline stuff ever been ethereal? Right. Um, and then hopefully we'll get more of the Mars stuff, which seems important, and hopefully they'll go back to Susan Strong and to Jake's origin, because um, I think all those storylines are interesting too. But I, what I do like about this, the risk that they took that I like, is that they started a storyline at the beginning of the season, and they ended it by the end of the season, and we've never really had that kind of self-contained business before, and I like they took that risk. It's not going to have been for everyone. Obviously, a lot of people did. I mean, I think a lot of people did not like it, and I think a, a, a decent amount of people did, but um, I appreciate the risk. And that's the thing about risk-taking is a lot of people probably will not end up liking what you do. Right. I, I think, you know, it goes further. You mentioned kind of hating it again. I don't hate the finale as much as I... I, I just I hate the concept behind... I understand. Filmmaking. That's really where it comes from. The big The big component of it is... I hate it's. It feels more like Abrams' mystery box, and I've talked about hating J.J. Abrams' mystery box. I hate storytelling around it. I hate any sort of if you're a person that creates a work based on this concept, you don't. It's just it's a it's a. I think it's a horrible way to write stories and build worlds. Um, and this is just it's leaning toward it, and it's my it's it's my least favorite way of approaching a work I could even conceive. Can you um can you get a little bit more specific, like where in Adventure Time you see that happening? Uh, when I think of Mystery Box, I think of uh, an uh, an, an entity or a uh, a show of some kind, comic book, what have you, that can't doesn't feel like it needs to give you answers, but can't stop asking questions. It can't help itself. It has to. It, it continues. To keep forcing you to like to keep. Well, what about this? But did you consider this? But how about this? And it never feels obligated to give you an answer because it's a mystery box. It can be anything inside. It doesn't matter what's on the inside. What matters is what the meaning that you apply to it. And so the answers that you you don't ask a question not to be answered unless you're an asshole. Like I I don't I just don't understand that kind of conceptualized storytelling or coming up with a way. Like, why would you build a mystery that wasn't supposed to be solved? Or at least having someone stand up and say, that can't be solved, because that's a solution. That counts. I mean, even in this episode, Finn finally gave up asking his father about uh, what happened to him as a kid. Martin was just like, well, no answer I'm going to give you is a good answer. And I felt like that was a terrible, that was such a, that, it's such a cop-out, lousy well, way of I think I, it, but... I kind of agree but I think I think the show has to go back to that because I, I see this two ways. One, as a guy who who had a father who left when he was a kid, when he came back, there literally was no answer he could have given me that was going to make me feel okay. And no answer he gave me did. So in that regard, I liked... That felt very real to me. But as a viewer of the show, I do need to know what happened, and I do think that they'll eventually go back to it Probably yeah, find out who Finn's mom is. I, I meant that complimentary. I'm saying oh. they, at the very least, they pointed and said, "Don't worry, we're about to get rid of Martin, but we're we're not going to let Finn drop this." This was right. their one answer where they said, uh, "Because I think it's going to be about the mother. Whenever the mother comes along, whether it's Susan, whether it's whatever, they're basically going, you 'You're going to get this story, but you're going to get it from you know Susan or 
the mother's perspective. We don't have time for it now. We're getting rid of this character, but we swear Finn is going to try one last time. And listen, that was a personal moment for me because I had a lot of hard times with my dad. He did terrible things to me when I was a kid. And for, for and he, he changed his whole life around when you, in the back half as an adult. And so I didn't realize until after he was dead that this apology that I was waiting for in my entire life was never going to come. He couldn't apologize for the things that he did. So I was swallowing this bitterness every time that I went and saw him over and over again for no reason at all. And I, it was it was this huge mistake that I'll never be able to get to rectify, ever. And it's that thing of Finn coming at the realization. It's like, I can either keep wondering why you won't answer this question or accept this is who you are and move on. Yeah. I thought that was the best part of the episode. And they and they went by quickly, but it was it was well done. But uh, so many other elements to it were just so many just questions, questions, so many more questions. And I don't mind a show not answering things. What annoys me is when you keep piling on the questions. And you and you every once in a while you answer one that we're supposed to keep track of, and it drives me nuts. Um, the only question, what well, I, the only question that they brought up that I was confused about, well, there were two actually, so I guess it is kind of a lot. Is uh, the nature of Finn as the comet is still a little bit too up in the air to really wrap your head around? Yeah. But also, like, does Finn actually commune with the universe, or is he just getting lucky? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Uh, what is his relationship to the universe? What was this actual comet? Who shot the comet? The comet didn't actually hit hit Earth. Will there be rep repercussions? Well, but the comet didn't hit Earth, but what I did like about it was the comet did cause change. It was the catalyst for change. Like, it, the, the sky turned purple, and there was a riot, and Princess Bubblegum was, was bounced. Well, that was... Now, that's an interesting thing, because that goes back to... that, And that's another thing that, again, what I love about Adventure Time is when they the tether is there, and it's, it's physical, and you can point to it and go, aha, that's the reason that Gunther poisoned Princess Bubblegum's dream. Yeah. It's because it was a prophetic dream, and so they changed it, and so what happened in the dream was candy people turned against her, and that's exactly what occurred because the the presence of the cosmic owl. So, like, that's great. That's a great series of events. So really it was just, it was Orgelorg. Right, um, but it was Orgelorg who did it in reaction to the comet showing up. Exactly. That's exactly the case. But again, this is not stuff that I can point to. Like, if my kid goes, so what changed? You know, like, the comet was supposed to change stuff. I don't have a great answer for that. I think, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to say to your kid, because I, I, I feel fortunate that I don't have to, to, uh, to deal with that problem when I watch the show. I mean, I have a nine-year-old brother who I like to talk to the show about, but if it's, if it's not fighting, he's not so, so into it. Right. Um, but I would just say, for, for an adult who asks, it's the comet reawakened Orgelorg's desire to be a part of it, and in doing so, he caused all this change. Sheik caused all this change in the Candy Kingdom. Right. I don't know. I guess I just, as a kid, you you recognize and don't accept you, like bullshit as much with rosy glasses. You know, like if I tell, I could sit here and I could explain the same way that I would an adult. Well, the change wasn't a change so much as something physical as it was everyone's reaction to uh, the, the the comic coming. Caused a chain reaction that you know changed the the Candy Kingdom, blah blah blah. Um, 
I don't know if I'm going to get anything but like a cockeyed look <laughs> on her face. And that's how I feel sort of inside. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I can tell someone, no, 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 here, here's what happened. No, the comet was a big deal. Because this person reacted to this thing, and then they changed this and the Cosmic Owl, and it was faded, so they turned on her, and now there's a new person in charge of the Candy Kingdom. It totally did a thing. And in my heart of hearts, that kind of feels like bullshit. But I'm making excuses for a show that I really like. So maybe it's, I mean, this is a bummer, but maybe it's time to start watching it without her. I maybe. I mean, I, I always give her, I never, like, force her to sit down. You know, I never, um, it's just always something we do, but uh, it's it's definitely getting to that. But that's the thing, is that there are still episodes, like uh, um, the, the, the guest animated one. Um, Water Park Frank. Yeah, yeah, that's just, I mean, that's still weird, but uh, it's hilarious, and we laugh really hard at it. Every time he went down the slide and physically heard the bump and like, heard him complaining the way back up, laughed hysterically, and, and in that moment, it's her favorite show. She doesn't laugh hysterically like that with any other show. Mm-hmm. So that's what stinks, is that when she comes away, we didn't actually watch it together. She watched it at her grandparents. She was having to stay over there. Uh, that night, and so, like that made it even worse. It Justin, was just, you know, wait, Justin, yeah. Justin, uh, you cut out, you cut out. Will you j- just say that all? You said you didn't watch it together, but right. We sorry, we didn't watch it together. Um, so that made it even worse. Is that I couldn't kind of guide her through the process or see her reaction to things on it. She just kind of came away like defeated. So, um, she's still excited about certain things. Um. President Porpoise, specifically. Um, yeah, but she only knows mind. about that because you told her. Uh, no, she sort of... Uh, I, I, uh, like she, I I read it to her, and then I was reading the other stuff, uh, and then she kind of realized who that was. Right, so. but I'm saying like she could only have known about that because you knew that the Season 7 episode was called President Porpoise. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's not something that she would know. Unless, again, she watches the channel, so they air a lot of snippets of episodes. Yeah. Uh, so that's really what gets her hyped when she sees like Lumpy Space Princess being all serious and calm, like in the commercial for this last episode with Lumpy Space Princess. I have good news. Saying, yeah, I have good news, and <laughs> and she was like, and she just kept being like, "What's the good news? Why is she so calm?" You know, like wanting to know what the deal was, and she just kept repeating it. I'd hear her, like throughout the house. Um, so that pay again, that was great payoff. So it's that's the struggle. It's her favorite show when it's great. And it's it's just a baffling mess uh, in her brain that she doesn't want any part of when it when it doesn't work or when it's just kind of too top shelf. I guess that's a bummer. I mean, I get, I could see that because there are episodes of the show that are just very funny. And there, but when you were a kid, like when we were watched when we watched X Men, I remember there were times I watched X Men, the animated series, and sometimes I was just like, what the hell is going on here? And then I went back later and watched it again, and it was a very different experience. I only remember the confusing episodes of X-Men. I'm yeah. probably trying to piece it together, you know, um, going, wait, who did what and why? Especially, yeah. you know, once you get, like, Bishop shows up. Exactly. Accusations, you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, hang on. Um, yeah, the Age of Apocalypse stuff was really tough to follow as a kid. Right. I guess I, I've never experienced a show like this, or it, even when I was a kid, I never had a show that swung so wildly from goofy slapstick to college level psychology, mm-hmm. um, and you know, going like 
a serious range here. Um, you know, I, I mean, I can't, I literally can't think of any. I watched tons of cartoons uh, growing up. I was in it was like a golden age of cartoons, really. Um, and they were all pretty consistent. Even if there was adult content in it, it was always masked in the same way and there was a consistency to it. But Adventure Time, you just you really don't know what you're going to get. It's part of the it used to be part of the excitement. Now it's kind of the when they're big event stuff, it's a little bit of a dread. Yeah, that, I I don't feel that way. I still really like all that stuff. I I like what they did here. I'm and it makes me the reason that I like that I didn't get everything from it is it makes me jazzed for season seven because I don't think that they blew their wad with this. I don't think they blew anything. They didn't. Uh, we didn't get anything at all. Well, we was, got. Was, what we got is a step towards. They have to develop it more. But this business of Finn and the Lich being the same thing has to go somewhere. Otherwise, we have a problem. Uh, it's true, but I mean, wherever we're gonna go, that I guess that's where I'm at now. I don't feel like I'm gonna get much of a definitive answer. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> no matter what anymore. I feel a couple ways. One, I, I, I want to know if they're going to get a season eight and because I don't think, like let's say the movie is the last thing that the show ever does. I think the movie is going to be for kids and I don't think the movie is going to have this stuff in it. So that means that we won't get closure on it. But that's a lot to, that's a lot of conjecture. Right, right, yeah. Kevin, I mean, do, you have, Kevin do you have any anything to say about things? No, you guys kind of uh, monopolized the conversation there. Uh, I, 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 I too, of, of two minds, kind of where you see where you're going, where I thought, well, that finale wasn't so awesome, but hopefully it gets better. Yeah, I, but I actually didn't think it was, I guess the difference is I didn't think it was bad. Um, Bad's just, a strong word for me. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just, it definitely, I think we can all agree it wasn't what anyone expected. Yeah, definitely not. We, we, we were on audio telling people what we expect, and it was not what we expected. Right. It was none of those things. Okay, so let's talk about, real quick, let's just wrap up with some things that we would like to see in the future. So I, I mentioned I want to see, see Jake Origin stuff continued, Susan Strong, slash maybe if it's related to Finn's mom. If not, both of those things continued, and I would like to get more Sweet Pea Witch uh, just like an idea of, is he going to be Sweet Pea or is the Lich coming back? Uh, Kev, what do you want to see? Uh, a lot more LSP, uh, the return of Manfred in some role, and absolutely no lemon grab whatsoever. Justin? Uh, lemon grab spinoff, obviously. Um, uh, you know, we can always hope that we're going to get something about uh, Goliad and Stormo. But, you know, pretty much they're probably forgotten at this point. Uh, I'm excited to see, of, of all the things that have sprung out of the finale that have actually changed, I'm excited to see how Princess Bubblegum handles the calmer life. Um, I'm also excited to see if we get a time jump of any kind, or if it's just going to go right back into it uh, and just be as it is. Um, uh, I like uh, Andy Daly, so I like uh, the King of Ooh kind of being in that position, like, more about him, what's his deal, um, how does he, like, who is he, really? Uh, we don't really know anything about him. We don't know anything about Toronto. 
Um, there, there are a lot of, again, the universe is very big in Adventure Time. You can throw a dart at, at, a, at a list of characters, and you're going to, you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to land on one that I would go, yeah, I could, I could do with more of them. Sure. We, I was just talking the other day about what happened to Turtle Princess. That's how big this show is. I'm wondering what happened to Turtle Princess. I was so. now thinking that one character I love to see is that uh, the manifestation of Cinnamon Bun in Princess Bubblegum's dream come to some sort of fruition where the the Flame Princess and the Candy Kingdom are fighting over him, and that leads to some uh, some tension, perhaps. I don't remember that. What is that from? Remember, there, uh, Princess Bubblegum had the dream where she was building the like the candy castle from the ground up, and they showed all like the candy people in. Uh, like at the bottom of the castle, and and CB was amongst oh, them. Oh, Cinnamon Bun was there. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that already happened. That was her getting. That was her get, losing her post. Right, but we can't we can't go back to that somehow. Maybe she needs more people as allies to help get her thrown back, and Cinnamon Bun would be one of her blind supporters. But he is uh, staunchly defending full, in his fully baked form the Flame Princess. Yeah, I am curious what. I wonder if they'll ever go back to that dance routine that Cinnamon Bun and Flame Princess were doing in uh, when Finn spied on them. I also, um, I'm curious, the time jump thing is interesting because in Grable's, we now know that the Grable scene with Starchy took place sometime in the future from this because Starchy was still in the Candy Kingdom here. And right. in that, Starchy escapes the Candy Kingdom, but Bubblegum is back in charge. So we will have to get her back in charge at some point. That's true, which is to be expected. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's true. That is uh, an interesting uh, interesting point. The other... Uh, there's another thing that I, I really wanted... You, you go ahead, I'll keep thinking. I was just going to say, it's. Uh, I, I, do, I was just going to show some appreciation for the fact that the show is willing to shake up the status quo, and I was thinking about like how the, the Sweet Pea thing is a big shake up of the status quo, just everything with Tree Trunks in general, her marriage... Um, and I wonder, I don't know, like maybe they'll do something with Betty and, and Ice King. We'll see. I, I dig that, but what, what were you going to say? Uh, I don't even recall at this point. I, I, I don't know. There's just some, there's a lot of, I, I'd like within the first ten episodes to get, you know, or in this miniseries, like eight episode miniseries, to get a, a definitive answer to like one big question, whatever it may be. Um, I think that would be not asking too much. Just some example of them being able to look at questions we have and going, okay, we can actually answer them. We have, we we do have actual answers for these. So that would that would be nice. Yeah, I wonder if if um, Wikipedia is correct and this and it'll start with the miniseries or if the miniseries will just come in the middle of it. I hope the miniseries comes in the middle of the of the season. That would be nice too, um, because uh, you know, given the way things ended, there being just another immediate threat would be kind of um, surprising and uh, rather baffling. But um, yeah, there's just there's there's a lot of stuff. Like I said, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of stuff just kind of hanging out there. I, I, for me, the number one biggest thing in the show now that there's a there's a visual tether and that we know for sure. Uh, is Golb. I mean, what is Golb, and how does how does Golb relate to 
Pahoy and the rest of the large universe. Yeah, Gold. Uh, I, I, I guess I would say they have to go back to Gold. Yeah. If I let's say let's put it this way: if I had the creators in the room and they said we'll answer one question, whatever it is, we will answer it. My question would be: what is Gold? See, but that's interesting that you say that because that is a much bigger question than like who is Finn's mom. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. That's why I'd ask it. <laughs> right, but. But it seemed like you want something much more easy to understand, and I feel like Golb is going to be something where they really get heady with it. No, that's that's why I'd ask it, is because I feel like that's the question that I could get the most tertiary information out of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I expect that to be you. a simple answer. I right. feel like they'd have to sit down and go, uh, okay, here's Golb. And I'd gotcha. go, yes, and I'd get all of this at once. Gotcha, and you wouldn't have to wait to sift through it piece by piece. Yes. So sorts it out in their own funky way. <laughs> Right. Got it. All right, cool. Kevin, where were the snails? So in Hot Diggity Doom, he is inside the rocket ship when the mysterious man who turns out to be Gunter is hammering away at it. And then the comet, the snail is on the dashboard of the rocket when Gunter is uh, now as the Orgolorg is getting ready and fitzing around with stuff on the dashboard. So that's where the snails were this week. Cool. Guys, plug your stuffs. I'm at Justin J. Houston on Twitter. I I tweet stuff. I'm also on PW Ponderings. I do another podcast with Kevin. It's called Viva Chikara. It's about Chikara Pro. They're a wrestling promotion. They do wrestling. And that's all. Kevin. First, I want to thank uh, Samantha Kilheffer, at Sam Kill on Twitter, who gave us a shout-out the other day, just threw out the link to the show, so we appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at KFord13. You can also follow PW Ponderings, who hosts the podcast, at PW Ponderings on there. And if you like wrestling stuff, too, you can follow it for those purposes as well. You're already listening to the show, so we thank you for doing that. Be like Sam, pass around the link, let people know about it. If you think somebody will enjoy this show, tell them. If you're already in the know and subscribed and all that stuff, leaving us kind reviews would be awesome. We'd really appreciate that. Brad. Uh, just Burger Weekly, burgerweekly.com and Burger Weekly on all your social media channels. And Burger City uh, is my ebook on Amazon, and you can find that by searching Burger City on Amazon. And that's it. Until this fall, thanks for flooping the pig. I flooped the pig. Mm-hmm.